Hello, and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Juan Hughes. Uh, we uh, want to give a bit of an update before a uh, health update before we uh, get to the nuts and bolts. Uh, my discharge date is going to be December 30th, and my um, uh, shoulder is feeling a lot better, especially the last couple of days. So I think uh, I should be ready for that. Uh, we're working hard on that in, in the gym. So uh, uh, what do you think, Schwan? Well, I'm glad you're doing better. Um, I was a little worried at first, but it seemed like you're in good spirits and you they're taking good care of you over there. So that's good. Well, I'm trying a couple of things that are working as far as the bicep is concerned. I'm not going to say that it's completely going to get completely healed, but uh, it should be good enough that I can do uh, the transfers that I need to do. All right. I'm also getting my uh, booster shot. Okay. You think you think we're gonna have well? I don't know. You're in, you're in Canada, so maybe it's different over there. But I keep wondering in America, if we're gonna have another shutdown. I don't know, man. Some of those states, I don't know what to tell you. You hear like the NBA and NFL, like people are just getting COVID, 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 COVID. It's like looks like it might might happen. I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't. It doesn't appear to be the case yet, but we'll have to see. Uh, we got a UFC show this weekend. We'll see what happens with that. But let's start with, uh, of course, the big upset at UFC 269. Wasn't which, an upset uh, to me. Well, I think we kind of said the same thing to a certain extent, that if it gets past the early rounds, uh, Juliana has a, a good chance to win. But, you know, I thought that the way she, she fought in the first round, I thought Amanda was done in the first round. She... Uh, listen, Mike Brown didn't like the way that she was fighting either, but well, we'll get to that in a second. But people are saying, okay, she quit. You know, she has a history of doing that. In her pre-ATT days, she quit on fights. Okay, you watch some of her older fights like the fight. you got to remember, I've been uh, familiar with her since before she left Brazil. Okay, the first fight I saw of hers was in Brazil. It wasn't in Strikeforce. Okay, so uh, uh, she has a history of doing that until she went to ATT, right? And then she didn't do it anymore. So the other thing that came to mind to me, Shawn, it reminded me a lot of Ilana Mae McFarlane, who would look to me, decided she didn't want to be champion anymore. Okay, and maybe that's what happened here. I don't know. I don't understand how the hell Mike Brown lets her get come to a, a title defense the way she in, in, like this, and he doesn't even know the hell she's going to do. I don't think it was a matter of what he let her do. I think it's like it's like I said last week. I mean, and I, and I think I mentioned the article I wrote about this. Everybody kept telling me about how Amanda Nunes is cardio so much better now that she's a full time fighter. I never bought into that, and I know people in her camp. I was like, dude, this this cardio y'all talking about, I don't believe in it. It's a fraud. She can't fight at pace. And if you fight Juliana Pena this early before the fight was canceled, because I knew the fight was going to be canceled anyways, but I told him, if you get in exchanges, you can't win. You, if you take her down and you can't assert position, you out. If you're pushing and shoving up against the fence, 
bail out. You do not want anything where you're in extended exchanges of grappling exchanges of any sort because Juliana Pena can do all day long and Amanda Nunes cannot. What you need to do is take advantage of Amanda's length, let Juliana come to her, pick her off with jabs, kick to the leg, kick to the body. You need to lead because Amanda's not good on the lead. Amanda's best on the counter. I told one of the people who was working with her this, and I, I found out later on after the fight that after, after the fight happened, that that person who was working with her before didn't work with her in a second lead up to the fight, which explains a lot to me. But the whole point of this was Amanda's been finishing people so early, it makes people think that she's got great cardio. The, the one time she had to go past the first round and she didn't just dominate someone, um, she gassed against Durandamy. Durandamy almost finished her in the fight with a triangle. Durandamy was beating her within an inch of her life in the second round because Amanda has no ability to fight at pace can finish she's a great finisher but when she can't finish she gets beat up valentina beat her up well, when oh, she okay. gets oh, hold, 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 hold. the other thing that happens with her is she quits okay she didn't submit and lose this fight she quit that's not the worse. same thing that's not the same thing and i'm i just find it hard to believe that mike brown could be so clueless about this. Well, he, Mike Brown is like, he's a human being like everybody else. He's looking at it and he says, is Juliana Penn a better striker than Nunes? Wrestler than Nunes? No. Is she a better grappler than Nunes? No. Is she a better finisher than Nunes? No. So you, even if you think Amanda's compromised, you figure you've got the better with the better skills and who's beaten the better competition. And you've seen a fighter who's gotten submitted twice by strikers. You're thinking... Even if she's not 100%, you can still get her out of, the, out of the way. But the thing about it is, the thing about it is, Juliana Pena fights at all ranges. Is she great at them? No. That's how she gets in bad situations. But she'll, if you can't finish her, then you're in trouble. But they assume that Amanda would either finish her or put such a beating on her in the first round that she'd be able to pull away and control her for the rest of the fight. And that was not the case. They, because Juliana Pena is willing to take risks. Raquel Pennington did not take a risk. Valentina Shevchenko did not take a risk. Kano took a risk. Jermaine Durandamy kind of sort of took risk. And in those fights, that's where you saw her exposed. And yes, she didn't get knocked out or submitted, but it's even worse because really done. Pena, Pena didn't really punish her like that. She just didn't want to take it anymore. And if you decide you don't want to take it anymore, there's a very oh, good oh, likelihood in a rematch, she'll get in another tough spot and she'll quit again. It's hap- it happened years ago when she before she went to ATT. If you watch her strike force fight with Alexis against Alexis Davis, she submit, she quits. She had happened to her again in a couple of other fights. It, it happened until she quit against Tiano. Well, I think that was a case of she ran it again. So that's a different thing. <laughs> But you can you can be out of gas and keep fighting. There's people who are dead tired and they still swinging. They just get knocked out. Mm. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, uh, we're talking about uh, American Top Team, which is supposed to be, you know, the gold standard. And this is what they come up with. They didn't even know what the no. hell was going on with her. Conan Silvera, who speaks her language, should have known what she was going to do. Maybe he did know, and he just didn't tell Mike Brown. Maybe, 
But like I said, when you have a fighter with that many advantages, nine times out of ten, if you have that fighter with that many advantages, even if they're having an off day, they can somehow pull it together to win. There's been lots of times John Jones hasn't been right, but he's managed to win. There's been times that Conor McGregor hasn't been super sharp, but he's managed to win. But, but none of those guys quit. She quit. Well, she's always right. been like that. Like you, like you said, that she's always been like that's her quitting. She never got better. She just, she just got better at fighting. So nobody was testing her. But every time she's been tested, she's kind of kind of shelled up and kind of gone defensive. That's every every fight she's been tested, and she's done that. And that's why when Holly Holm okay. fought her, she tried to push that pace because she knows that she'll start gassing and she'll start quitting. So let me ask and, you this question: She quit, right? Yeah, Schwan. Yeah, she do it. Did she do it deliberately? Yeah, I think she made a choice. So now they're going to have a rematch. And, and the reason I bring up quitting deliberately is the rematch is going to be huge. Yeah, the rematch is going to be very big. It'll be her chance to get her title back and reclaim herself as the best pound-for-pound women's fighter. But also, it's going to be a fight that's going to take probably six to eight months from now, which means she's got to make Bantamweight once again, which is also a problem. Yeah. I'm not, she can't, and the thing about it is she's so much better than Juliana. She's such a better athlete. She could go out there and wipe the floor with Juliana. That could happen in this fight. But if the fight gets uh, tough, now, now Juliana I'll knows. You, I'll tell you what, Schwan. By the middle of the first round, I knew she would lose. Well, the, I, and you know what? You could see it. But that's, but that's what I kept telling people. From I told people this months ago, six months ago. I was like, if it gets past the first round, she's just going to gas. She's not. She doesn't have good cardio. She's not good when she's pressing someone. To be quite honest, if you have a good jab and you can fight at pace, you can beat her. Valentina could have beat her if she would have took chances. Cyborg could have beat her if she just would have stuck with her jab and, and not exchanged with her. You, you just have to get past that first round. And then it's a 50-50 it's a mm. fight with her. And now Juliana well, knows I it. Well, I, I, I think I kind of – I mean, I said that last week as well. I think most of the time the same thing. Her cardio is nowhere near as good as She's, she's gotten by on being a much and generally much more skilled than people. But once you make her fight, all that goes out the window because she's still the same person. I don't know that her cardio can ever really get much better. Some fighters just don't have good cardio. Oscar De La Hoya never had great cardio. Conor McGregor's never had great cardio. They either win or they either win and beat you down and 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 have you scared, or they otherwise they end up getting tired and often lose. Maybe man, maybe that's just who Amanda is. And if it is. She's not going to beat Juliana because Juliana was 100% sure she could beat her before. Now she's 1,000% sure in the same situation. Yeah, and, and I also want to point out that she got very uh, coaching from uh, Mike Valley, Valley Fightist in, in Chicago, and her, her longtime coach, uh, uh, Ryan Little of uh, Jitsu. Yeah. I think I think they did a good job with her, but ultimately, I think a lot of it just came down to who she is as a person, and the, it was a simple approach: get through the first round and push a pace. That's all you had to do. It's not even technique. Get through the first round and push a pace. If you can do that, yeah. you're fifty-fifty newness. But I, I mean, I believe she deliberately quit to get a big money rematch. I think she deliberately quit because she's like, you know what? This is only going to get worse. Let me this short and in a certain degree it's smart she's at a weight she shouldn't be fighting it anymore she clearly doesn't have the gas so if she hangs tough through the next two or three rounds she's still gonna lose she's just gonna take a beating that might change her career forever so let me just bail out right now not take too much punishment 
and see what I can come up with next. And, and like I said, fans need to understand this about her. But she, she really might lose the rematch. She could really lose that rematch. Yeah, well, I know. The thing fans need to understand about her, they didn't understand it before. Look at her early fights in her career. She quit in some of those fights. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just some, it's, it's something. She's never changed it. She's never addressed that. It's just been she's been able to navigate things, but now she can't do that. And All one, right, let's go people, on. One last thing. One last thing. In combat sports, once people see the the weakness in your game, everybody comes after it, and now they're right back on that for her. Yeah, she's gonna have to fix it. I don't. Sorry. Right, let's go on to the other fights around this show. This show we had um, Aaron Blanchfield. Uh, beat uh, is Miranda Maverick, right? Uh, yes. By um, unanimous decision, I wasn't particularly surprised by this. I know Aaron was disappointed that she finish out, but that's okay. She won dominantly. I, I was, it's about what I expected. Now, one thing I wanted to mention is apparently Miranda is no longer training in Norfolk, Virginia. She has moved to elevation. In Colorado, with Mark Montoya, uh, she mainly did this to get a, 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 a larger pool of sparring partners. But I don't think that's a great camp, do you? Um, I don't know enough about them, but I will say having a, a certain level of high quality sparring partners is a reward to itself, even if you don't improve technically. Facing people who can put you into spots or get out of spots. Is something a lot of fighters don't have. They're they're the best athlete in their gym. So when they face a better one, they don't know how to react, and they don't they don't have any for what their actual talents and skills are because they can athlete themselves out of things. And then you get to the UFC, and you're like, oh wait a minute, I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I built my identity as being strong, and I'm not strong. I built my identity being around a knockout puncher, and I'm not really a knockout puncher. And you won't know that till you face people of comparable or better athletic sets. So it's good for that regard. That'll that'll move you up two or three levels itself. But as far as skill but, work, but, I'm not too sure. But Schwan, if you're gonna move to Denver anyway, wouldn't she be better off with Trevor Whitman? Um, you would think so. But Trevor Whitman, he makes it a point of only working with a certain amount of people. She'd have to come to him personally and um, figure something out. And I don't I don't know that she's wanted to do something like that. She might not be into that. But he only works with a small See, group of people. Here, here's my opinion, okay? For all the fighters he has there, and he has a lot, I don't think Montoya has a very good camp. How about that? Uh, I think that's fair enough. That's a fair enough statement. Meanwhile, we got Aaron Blanchfield here, who I think has no potential. An elite fighter, possibly a champ. What do you think, Sean? Uh, yeah, I mean, the fight, the, the biggest thing, I never had a – a lot of faith in Maverick an athlete with a good skill set and Blanchfield's just a much better athlete. Blanchfield's a much better athlete. She's been in martial arts the majority of her career. She has a more refined and subtle skill set. Like the general things, they do the same, but little things such as angling in, being able to pressure someone with your footwork, set up shots. Maverick doesn't have in her toolkit right now. She gets by on her athleticism and her aggression. And since Blanchfield is as good a shape as her and is a better athlete, she wasn't able to – she could get out of spots, but she could never get any offensive momentum rolling. Um, 
Blanchfield did impress me because she got hit a couple times and she had to work and she didn't completely fold. But now I need to see her up against somebody closer to her as far as skills. Yeah, and ability. yeah, yeah. I, I think she get. I think she gets a ranked fighter. Yeah, yeah. This was a good test. It, it showed us some things, but we we need to see her in a little bit tougher because that division you can win two or three fights and be be in it really quick. So I need to. She needs to be sure of where she stands and and how she is. But I think technically she's ahead of a lot of girls on the ground and even on the feet. She's not really a known striker like that, but she has a lot more subtle to her game, a lot more layers to her game among most fighters in that division. Okay. The third fight, we had Jillian Robertson beat Priscilla Cachalera with a rear naked choke at the end of the first round. But I guess what most of us folks are talking about is Priscilla's eye gouges. Okay. So we need to talk about this because honestly, I would release her. But I'm going to tell you why she has been released. Uh, Dana White has a very good relationship with PRVT and the coach, David Piranha. And of course, Jessica Andrade is, is there. So I'm assuming he's been talking to Gaylor, Gaylor and Piranha about those eye gouges because that, she hasn't been released yet. And Maybe he just wants to clear it with Gaylord before he decides to get rid of her. Because I think she should be gone. What do you think, Swan? Well, I think she should probably be gone just because she's not she's she's hasn't been particularly dynamic or effective consistent in the cage. Um, the UFC is real loose with the rules, um, but they might keep her because one, she's a decent enough athlete, and she's gotten a couple wins out there, aggressive and, and physical, even against. Robertson, I mean, I think she rocked Robertson pretty badly on the feet. In fact, I think she was beating her up on the feet. Um, She's a one-dimensional fighter, and she's very shallow in that dimension as far as skills. But she's always going to be exciting because she's flawed and she's aggressive. But um, So they might get rid of her just because she's not great. But once again, if they're friends with her her, uh, coach, then, you know, and they they still need bodies. They still need people to a little bit. And she can't, somebody, she can't so some, somebody asked me about this uh, uh, last week. About, you know, why wouldn't they release her immediately after that? And I said, because they have a good relationship with the coach. Yeah, I mean, I can't blame them. It's, this is how business is done in the real world, not just combat sports. Who you know matters. You get with the right camp, then the certain opportunities are going to keep coming to you, and you get with the wrong camp, and certain opportunities aren't. I can't blame her for that. It's not fair, but life isn't fair either. Um, I do want to say about that fight, I'm glad Robertson won. She needed it. But the fact, her regression on the feet is getting on this point. She's really regressed on the feet. She used to at least be competent. She's she's terrible. She's gun shy. She's afraid to get hit at this stage. Yeah, this is going to become a bigger problem. If like, it wasn't a I don't, problem I don't, here because Priscilla's awful. Because Priscilla can't grapple. Priscilla could wrestle at a middle school level. Priscilla would have. She could not do anything with her on the feet. And Priscilla's not a great striker either. Yeah. Okay. This Saturday, which uh, the show is on ESPN in the U.S., TSN in Canada, is the final show of the year. And uh, she's taking, what, a month off? I think so, yeah. All right. So we got three women's fights on this show. So let's start with, uh, on the main card, Amanda Limos. Versus 
Amanda Lemos versus um, uh, it was supposed to be against it was Amanda, Amanda Lemos versus uh, Nina Nunez and then she dropped out and so it's Angela Hill instead so either way this is a showcase fight for Amanda okay not to be confused with Amanda Lemos they're different women okay uh, Amanda is from Power Brazil she trains with former UFC fighter Yuri Alcantara and his brother. Okay. And she's got a four fight winning streak, but um, like the main thing about Angela Hill is not that she's a great fighter, because she's not, but she's a popular fighter. And so it's a higher profile fight for Amanda. So that's why I say she's a Well, Angela Hill isn't a bad fighter. She should. She is popular. She is Angela Hill. Should be a superstar. She has charisma. She has humor. She's smart. She's clever, and she's attractive. She's just never been able to win enough fights or the right fights to get over that hump. And it's really a shame. Schwan. 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 She. She's a kickboxer. She's not an MMA fighter. Okay. I'm just saying the UFC for her own career and even for MMA, especially WMMA, they could always use superstar type people, and she had that. That character, she just could never put it together as a fighter. She's gotten by because on she doesn't want to do wrestling with BJJ. She doesn't do it. She we, calls we, it hugging. We we understand that, but she's even with that, she's been able to put wins together. And there's been a lot of fighters who had her background and couldn't put a win together in the UFC because she's a great athlete. Um, luckily in this fight, Lemos is going to get the fight she wants. Lemos doesn't want to grapple either. Angela Hill is. Angela Hill's lost a step athletically, and recently, to me, she doesn't look like she's eager to get in firefights as she used to. So this is the perfect time for her because Lemos is a power puncher. Lemos is probably going to be more big, bigger and physical. And as long she's as probably, Lemos doesn't she's as probably going to knock her out. She's probably gonna yeah. knock her out. As long as she doesn't gas, she's going to knock her out. If she gases, we have another problem because Angela Hill doesn't get tired, but she can get stopped. Um, wow. It's going to be a big win for Lemos because Angela Hill, even though she's not a great fighter, she is a great name in the UFC. And if she beats the well, Hill, or lose, I think Hill's going to retire. I think Hill's close to retiring, win or lose. Well, I think she's. I think that. I think that's a possibility too because she could be headed for the broadcast. Yeah, and she she's going to do great there too. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I think it's Lauren Murphy's another her. person who should be heading to the broadcast booth who would be great there. Who's that? I said Lauren Murphy would also be great in the broadcast booth because she's hit her peak as a fighter. It ain't getting no better for her. Uh, I'm not going to get into that with you. I'm saying that. All right. So what's the, the second fight? Is it was supposed to be uh, Julia Avila versus uh, Raquel Pennington, and then Julia got a knee injury. Okay, and so it's going to be 145 pounds against Macy Chasad. And I don't, I, I didn't see Raquel Pennington winning. Okay. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Macy Chason and Panny Kianzid are, are to me, they seem very similar in a lot of aspects. I don't, I know they've improved to a certain degree, but I don't know that either one of them has improved so dramatically where someone who's got a little bit of durability and some awareness as a fighter can't figure out a way to uh, aggression in their size. Um, 
uh, counted and chased. And I'm not saying they can't grab. I'm not saying they can't strike. But a lot of the work they do and a lot of the success they have is basically one on pace and physicality. And when they don't when they don't have those advantages or when they can't just bully someone, nine times out of ten they don't look really as dynamic or skilled. In fact, they actually look like they're fairly ordinary as far as skills go. I know that Raquel Pennington isn't who she used to be, but Raquel Pennington is still seasoned. She's still durable. And to be honest, I think she's better skilled than Chase in it in almost every aspect of mixed martial arts. So if she can't just wear her down and overwhelm her, I think halfway through the first round, Pennington makes an adjustment and starts walking her down. Yeah, there's a size difference too. So I think uh, yeah, it, like, it's, she's like actually, she, she's actually she, she, a featherweight. Didn't Kansas have a size advantage over Pennington, too? Not, not as much. Yeah, I mean it'll be closer. Not but like as I said, much. No, not not as much. I mean, they were both in, in, in tough twenty-eight for featherweights. They're actually very good friends. But I mean, uh, they're, 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 good. Macy is bigger than, than Penny Kansas. But but they have a lot, and, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm they do have a lot of similarities in their approach and their skills. That I don't know. I don't know about that, but I, I just think that um, the size difference is going to make a big difference here, I think. I, I, I believe it will, too. But if she can't get her out and clearly dominate that first round, I don't have faith in her ability to, to maintain that for three rounds against someone who maybe isn't as big, but who's known for keeping a steady pace and has faced bigger and better athletes and, and done well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, like I said, I see this with Okay, the other one. Uh, now, is there three fights on this or four? Um, I th- Hello. Yes, I think there's just three. I think it's Eubanks versus Gato was the last girls' fight. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. So it's Sajari uh, Eubanks versus Melissa Gato. Sajari Eubanks, of course, uh, trains these days with Mark Henry, which means you know who's really coaching her? Claudia Gadelli. Okay. Uh, Melissa Gato. Uh, is a member of that all-female team in Brazil, MSP. And the uh, head coach there is former uh, smack girl fighter, Anna Michelle Tavares. Okay? So um, she won her first fight in the UFC when, uh, I think it was Victoria Leonardo. Uh, yeah. Okay? I think she'll win this fight, too. Really? Yeah, listen, first of all, will Sajari Eubanks make weeks? Yeah, I mean, if she if she doesn't, well, given the fact that most people who miss weight actually win fights nine times out of ten, that's not even, that's the bad trend for um, Gatto anyways. The thing about Gatto is she's long and she fights at a high pace. Her, her success is based off bullying people and, and just being able to manhandle them. And if Sajari Eubanks makes weight at that weight class, so Jar Eubanks is like a tank. Nobody can dictate pace to her or dictate terms. Her, her, at that weight, she's, she's, an, she's an elite puncher, and she's a physically dominant force. 